everyone, and welcome to the 48th Cobalt Bins Reviews podcast. And this is Brett speaking. Hey, it's Ty. We're back with another ex- exciting episode. <laughs> we sure are. And uh, I know, Ty, you wanted to tell me about this advertisement that you saw. And uh, yes. normally we wouldn't talk about ads, but this one is pretty, uh, I don't know, noteworthy. Well, here's the thing. It's it's not like an insurance ad, trust me. Well, no, okay. <laughs> yes, it, well, I would ban that from this podcast. I know <laughs> it's related to the topic at hand, sort of, because it's about TV. Yeah. So. So I was just fast forwarding through some old Cheers tapes a couple months ago. As you do. As I do. Yeah. And and I just happened to suppress play on the before the episode started, and it, CBS was talking about die, do and Don, which is diagnosis murder, do south, and Don Johnson and Nash Bridges. Now, I don't know who the genius was that came up with this, but see, the thing is, I don't know if I would have said die, do and Don right off the bat. I would have said, okay. you know, hey, you know, got diagnosis murder. Yeah. Due South and Miami Vice, and guess what they called it? They called it Die, Do, and Done. Now, I don't know who calls Diagnosis Murder Die. I'm just wanting some Die tonight, you know? It's like, <laughs> wanting some Do. <laughs> I mean, Do makes the most sense, and then Don, I guess, for Miami Vice, well, those, I, you know. Smash Bridges, sir. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was Miami Vice. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think Nash just started on the scene, so. Because it was Cheers tape, so I thought, oh, it must be my advice. It was advice. on the last episode of Cheers. It was, I think, Don was just about coming up on the scene for Nash Bridges. So, <laughs> so you you just happened to stop and die doing Don. Yeah, it just happened to. Hey, it could have been any time. I, I was just fast forwarding, not really looking. It's like, wait, what? Die doing Don? <laughs> what? <laughs> and now, because of that, which would have been completely forgotten, it is yes. now on a podcast in 2021. Gotta love it. You gotta love it. So, well, thank you for finding that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm happy to. It's all just timing. So. <laughs> um, see, I don't think they do clever stuff like that with today's TV lineup. You know. No, it's called SVU. You know, it's not called. You know, or like the Bachelorette or something. They don't. They don't bother. That's what they call Batch. You know, batch. What's on batch? <laughs> yeah, but then they'd have to come with two other shows that have similar words. And I can't like, think of the ABC lineup. But like if they made Liberty and Bash into a TV show, then they could call it Batch, Bash, and Liberty and Bash. Yeah, or no, Bash. sorry, Liberty and Bash, Franklin and Bash. Franklin, but well, it was that great show with Mark Pogosilar. So. <laughs> so unless they did something like that, I don't see this happening. No, this is a once-in-a-lifetime uh, <laughs> Yes, it really is. <laughs> Definitely once-in-a-lifetime uh, opportunity. Yes. And speaking of which, we could talk about our – should been an action star yeah sure okay yeah so i'll do the song should have been an action star (laughs) another great rendition (laughs) you Um, forgot your dip oh sorry well i don't see because you do a different rendition every time i didn't know if it was getting predictable if i do the no no (laughs) there everybody happy now um so who do you have for today's uh action star it's a fan request from Come our on. buddy Strider under, underscore Kaijin on Instagram, Body by Jake Steinfeld. Right. So we're talking about Body by Jake. Now, yes. I know him from the slasher movie Home Sweet Home. Hmm. Now, I, I don't I know, know if that really counts. Home, gyms, you know? <laughs> home Sweet Home Gym, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, Home Gym, yeah. <laughs> but he's a but, pudding head. <laughs> 
So you, but in that, well, I don't want to say too much about the movie, but, um, but it's not an action movie. So what Strider is saying is he should have done more action-oriented material, much like um, John Matuzak. Oh yeah, or of course our buddy from uh, Great Not <laughs> Burning Vengeance. You know. Oh, Robert Pence. Robert Pence. Yeah, it would be very Robert Pence. You know. <laughs> well, and you know, and Body has, uh, you know, <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> he body has a. And he has a body of work behind him because he was in Home Sweet Home. And I think he's been in some other things. So he's not a total stranger to non-exercise related programming. Yes. And I can I can think of a cool action scene. He's fighting some people in the gym and he just punches two people at once with two weights. <laughs> well, he's got to punch someone with a weight, I think. Wow, that probably really hurts. Yeah. You know, that was uh, that awesome bit in The Killing Machine or Dolph Lundgren is the killing mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. where he throws that guy in the weight room. I won't say what happens. But. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of damage you could do in a weight room. Yeah. And um, it's good Dolph was doing that, but imagine if Body by Jake was doing it. Oh, that'd be great. I, I could totally see it. Like He punches a guy, and then the blood uh, spits out of his mouth. And then he's like, some, it's fun. It'll be, it's, it's, it'll be uh, such a cool bit. And he fights some drug dealers as usual, and then we have a great time. <laughs> now, do you have a specific drug dealer he could fight? No, I did not think of any new drug dealers this week. Uh, I'll keep. I'll think of some new ones. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your assignment for next week. Yes. We. Well, do, should we just quickly go over our, your past repertoire of drug dealers? Now, I know I'm springing this on you. We didn't talk about this, but uh, no. But I mean, I just remember there was what Eric Recco and uh, Delgado, Delgado, oh. of course, and Cor- Cortez and uh, Laramin. <laughs> Well, I don't remember that one. I, I really don't. I think it was John LaRaman or something like that. I don't. If, like, is he from the place where they make the noodles? Is that why is that's his name? Or No, it just sounds kind of like vaguely Frenchy or something like that. I, I think I said <laughs> the one in the last episode, John LaRaman. Um, um, I don't remember who he was fighting. Maybe it was uh, uh, Robin Leach. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's not insane like, at all. Um, well, you asked about that. Well, I, did, I didn't remember he was the guy that fought Robin Leach, as if that's a common occurrence. Oh, he's, you know, Robin Leach is always getting into fights with people, yeah. the, you know, much less fictional uh, drug dealers. He's fighting Elizabeth Taylor for her house, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, so... more bit about... Uh, oh, okay. Which I, what is that? Maybe uh, we call, like, weight... <laughs> action weight or something like that weight action mm. so, uh, so. <laughs> how about, well too bad heavy weight well there's yeah. heavy weights heavy weight, but this could be heavy weight yeah two <laughs> words heavy weight yeah heavy weight and he, I can see and he has the two uh, the, t- <laughs> the two pound weights in the posters like, like going, coming right at you in the face in the poster did you say two pound weights? <laughs> okay, fine. 15, 20 pound weights. <laughs> uh, I feel like Body by Jake can handle a little bit more than two pounds. Yeah, that's right. He can handle at least 50 pound weights. Well, unless this is one of those wacky comedies like you know, Santa with Muscles, where like, yeah. you know, he's forced to work out with little two pound weights for, you know, comedic effect. That could work too. He could be like uh, Hulk Hogan, Santa with Muscles. Santa with Muscles too. You know, they made a uh, Tooth Fairy 2 with uh, Larry the Cable Guy. And Jingle All the Way to, I think, has Larry Cable Guy. Um, so it could be something like that, you know, where I don't want to say like a pacifier type movie, even right. though 
I've never seen the pacifier, but my understanding is that Vin Diesel is like a tough guy, but he has to watch out for kids. Yeah, he doesn't watch out for a baby. He's like, oh. <laughs> so maybe it could be something like that, but I don't really see it that way. Oh, okay. Because there's one more thing that that uh, Strider told me, which is that there's a song, there's like a body by Jake kind of song called Firepower. <laughs> which is, that could be the movie. You know, they can make a movie out of the song. Yeah, it's a pretty cool song. It's on YouTube. It's by uh, the singer named Joseph Williams. Oh, so Joseph I, Williams from yeah. Toto. I, if that's the same guy, and yes, so. So well, cool. if, 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 <laughs> listeners have my word that if I can find that, I'll put it at the end of the episode. It's totally um, on the tooth. So that's cool. If it's, uh, I'm a fan of Joseph Williams. I think right. he's he's well, you know that he's John Williams's son. Oh, I didn't know that. So yes. that's pretty cool. So he, yeah, he has a lot of good him. solo work and uh, many years with Toto. If we're talking about the same guy, which I assume yeah. we are. You know, hold the line, great song. Hold the line. Do, 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 do. Love is always on time. Yeah, if you sing any more of that, we might have to pay royalties oh, to, okay. to Joseph Williams. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, he didn't even sing bar. on that song, so never mind. Um, <laughs> if I sing one more bar. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Um, so now we can go to our bid for seriousness. Okay, we have a bid for seriousness. Um, but how about one last thanks to Strider oh, yeah, for coming up with buddy. that? Thanks, uh, and we're, I can't wait for you to hear about this. I, thanks for the uh, suggestion. It's a really funny one. Perfect. Yes, and if you, if he, or if anyone else has any suggestions for any of our segments, definitely get in contact. Um, and we'll contact we'll, me. On, yeah, contact Ty on any of the social media sites yeah. because they, we need material. Let's face yeah. it. So, <laughs> well, if you come up with something for bid for seriousness, should have been an action star or cliche of the day. Yeah. We'll, I'm almost 100% chance we'll read it on the we air. We definitely will, and give you a shout-out. Yes, yes. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, we do have a bid for seriousness, and um, this is one of mine, so I will read it okay. uh, or say it, um, which is, you know, Iggy Pop. Now, yeah. not, now he wants to be known as Igloo Pop. <laughs> you got to love it. Now, here's another guy. He's been in a bunch of movies. He has, you know, camera experience, but he doesn't want to be known as some sort of, I don't know, uh, a wacky rock and roll singer. He wants to be in, um, you know, more serious fare. So he's no longer Iggy. He has, um, ex- you know, extended I'm, it I'm to Iggy. Now? <laughs> yeah, in interviews, it, he won't brook anyone calling him Iggy anymore. He, he wears a scarf and a beret and he says, uh, no more Iggy. Yes. <laughs> Hey, maybe it could be like a serious, really serious movie, like uh, like a Pride and Prejudice or something. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe extend the whole name. Maybe it could be like Igloo Poppinwell or something. <laughs> yeah, Igloo Poppington. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> I'm glad you think that. You might be alone in that uh, opinion. <laughs> I hope you're on board too. <laughs> well, I, I am. I, it's something I'd like to see one day. So I totally would love to see that. So I guess our subject today, unless you want to talk about any more igloo or by No, that's, that's pretty much all I got on that. Okay. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, it does. So our subject today is a little bit interesting. It's the sequels you don't expect in the director. Yeah, this is more than a little interesting. You know, stop selling yourself short. Oh, okay. I feel like this is a good idea that I believe you came up with. Yeah, well, thanks. Because... <laughs> It's probably from just looking at all of the reviews where 
I will write. Why is there a sequel to this? <laughs> you know, true. and I don't say it in a negative way. I'm just wondering, you know, like there's a certain one in particular. When we get to it, that's probably where I, this all started because it's such an inexplicable sequel. It just I can't imagine that a lot of these movies made so much money that they could actually afford to make another one or money or fan demand. It's just, so that's kind of the idea behind this. Like, why are there sequels to these movies? Um, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's inexplicable. We'll see. I, I was going to start with that one right on the top, right? It okay. Silly one. Cause it's a perfect which, example. If yeah, we're talking about is, the same one, which I suspect like, we are, which is gladiator cop, the swordsman Two. Yes. I, I don't want to retread all the same ground, but I have to ask why, why is there a sequel to the swordsman? It just, it makes no sense to me. It, was it a big hit on the video market? I can't imagine that it was so much that it, it could, you know, warrant a sequel. Um, well, but, Oh, yes. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say a lot of it is recycled footage. So, uh, yeah, I was about to say that. OK, so that probably cut down on costs. But still, <laughs> you go uh, just they had to sell this idea to some company and they had to say yes. And um, it just and they said, well, we can maybe cut some corners by loading it up with some footage from the first movie. Um, and if someone ever came across this and hadn't seen the first one, they'd probably be really confused. So that doesn't <laughs> even help anything. The movie makes no sense. I mean, it's really, well, I'll talk about the plot if I, if I could try. <laughs> you, you can give it a shot. I mean, one of the best things about the movie is that it makes no sense. I oh, think yeah, it's a lot of movies that make sense are kind of boring. I think boring. I kind of like, like, oh, like when movies make no sense a lot of the time. <laughs> it's like, what? I think I, I'm on the record of liking nonsensical movies. Yeah. Um, like what the hell is going on yeah i like that feeling or you know you kind of that move, motion you do which is not great for radio but you kind of like hunch your shoulders up in the air yeah. and put your palms out yeah, like, facing what? up like and we put a quizzical look on your face yeah. like what what what's going on what Right. And this is definitely one of those. Now, the other sequels, they make a lot more sense. This is not only the most unnecessary sequel, it's also the most, well, I hate to keep using this word, but it's the only one that applies. Inexplicable. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'll try to explain it if people haven't seen this one. People have seen I, The I, Swordsman. I, you know, The Swordsman, and it's Lorenzo Lamas. He like, kind of goes back in time or something like that with, right. with uh, Alexander the Great's sword. But, right, right. It's almost like a low-budget Highlander type of thing. Yeah, very low-budget. So Andrew Garrett is back. Played by Great. Like, <laughs> Just like, what we all wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. It's who? <laughs> so uh, John Stryker Slate is back. You know, that makes yeah, more well, sense. Well, I don't know if we're going to be talking about that one. Actually, no. that, that sequel kind of makes sense. So I, I feel like it's off the table. And we already kind of talked about that. Um, Stryker. Because yeah. about, Stryker, cause talk about like, yeah. the... AIP kind of thing. So, um, so what we put in the first sentence really was some some was a random thug in the movie. Just this is amazing. <laughs> we were talking about the sword of Alexander the Great. Now, so, I don't I don't want to interrupt you again. I'm sorry, but is this okay. the movie where the guy has the sword that's like as tall as he is? Okay. Yes, it's it's bigger than his head, bigger than his whole body. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, really like comically large. It's yeah. hilariously huge. It's like something you see on a wacky skit or something. Yeah, like the Big Ear family, or like yeah. from, they made fun of on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah or like uh, like an improv group or something. So. <laughs> oh, like um, whose whose sword is it anyway? Yeah, whose sword? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and Ryan Styles. <laughs> like here, here's here's like an inner tube. Do what you do. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, they have these wacky props in the show anyway, so that'd be perfect. It's like they borrowed it from them. Well, wait a second, maybe that they did borrow it because it's made in Canada. So it's. Mm, I don't know. Is that where I thought that was from the UK? That's UK, true. but in the you know, but Ryan Stiles is from Canada. Oh, oh, and okay. Well, maybe it's from his personal collection. His personal collection of wacky props. So, but okay, let me try to see if I can get the plot here. All right. So Andrew Garrett is back, and then he fights some meatheads. Uh, he fights a meathead named Jodar, <laughs> played by Christopher Lee Clements, okay. and also James Hong. Is a uh, evil fight promoter named Parminian, <laughs> right? And he fights another meathead named Mongol, played by uh, Gary Robbins. It's like okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. It's it's very goofy, and you can't help but enjoy it. Buy it today. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. That's about as much sense as anyone can make. It, because the way you described it, it kind of makes sense. You just said he fights this guy and this evil fight promoter. That sounds pretty yeah. straight down the line. But what happens is there's all these like back and forth kind of time yeah. jerks that um, it's like one minute Parmenian is in like the 13th century. Then he's in the parking lot fighting Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, and it makes no sense. And there's one part I'll mention, and we'll get to some other movies. I never talk about this like the whole time, but um, there's also throwing star vision. Oh, yeah. You remember this part? So oh, says, now that so, you mention it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so pretty see, good filmmaking on... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I made it this part. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we say, we also get treated to throwing star vision. So, we can know what it would feel like to be flung by or at a meathead. <laughs> I, I, I'm pr- I'm proud of that sentence. I mean, I believe I wrote that. And, yeah. Uh, um, so if anyone wants to know what it's like to be flung at or by a meathead, uh, watch Swordsman 2 today. <laughs> or if you want to just be really confused. So our next movie is Excessive Force 2, Force on Force. <laughs> now, I have to say the thing we always say, which is, is this the most repetitive movie title of all time? Yes, seeing as it has the word force three a whopping times. three times <laughs> in, in there's not too many movies that repeat the same word three times over the course of the movie title no it's impossible I, i'm i'm impressed they did that <laughs> <laughs> so no one said hey your movie's called excessive force to force on force maybe <laughs> like change that a little nope no no <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to not. repeat that word so, we will not so uh this first one obviously is an awesome movie with Thomas Ian Griffith, and he you know beats up everyone. It's a great movie. But uh, now TIG does not return. No, he does right? not. Uh, the new character is Harley Cordell, played played against speak, played by <laughs> Stacy Randall, and she's a highly trained special for, forces warrior. And then she uh, is up you know up to no good. Or not, well, there's an up to no good bad guy named Lydell. Mm. <laughs> And also, uh, Dan Loria, isn't he from Connecticut? Yes, uh, went to Southern. From... and uh, Nice, that's yeah. awesome. So he plays an evil mobster named Franco, and then um, James Liu is also in it, and a guy named Mandingo Warrior. That's how he's credited in the movie? Yeah, yes, he's, that's not a character, that's, a, that's an actor's name, Mandingo Warrior. Do you, how much do you know about this Mandingo Warrior person? Uh, Has he been in other things? I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to double check this Mandingo Warrior car- uh, man. <laughs> so it's like, I think he's just kind of like a a goon or something. <laughs> mm, just kind of right. a random goon. 
Now, normally I'd be all in favor of replacing a man with a woman. In other words, like, okay, we did this with uh, TIG. Let's get an attractive woman to do the same thing. I feel like that's a pretty good formula. However, yes, yes. on its face. However, the movie does have its flaws and you do start to miss TIG at, at a certain point. Because nothing really happens of any excitement. That's the problem. It's got a great title. It's got like a, like two decent fight scenes. And the rest is just kind of boring. You know, I I rewatched it last year and it was like, wait, this isn't as good as I remembered. And then we gave it two stars. Mm. So I, was like, oh, I geez, think we were disappointed. Which, which is understandable because we liked the first one and we thought, here comes Excessive Force 2, Force on Force. How can this yeah. go wrong? Um, Stacey Randall could have been the new Roth Rock. That's what we were saying. And it just—it's just not written well. It's not really shot that well. I mean, it's just okay, I guess. It's kind of junky. That's the problem. See, yeah. I'm waiting for Excessive Force Three: Force on Force on Force. force. On. <laughs> I would wait for you to say that. <laughs> it's just so much force. I mean, maybe they can get TIG to come back and Stacey Randall. And, okay, now we're talking. Yeah. That would be amazing. They team back up after all these years. Yeah. Well, not back up. They never worked together, but they—they they have to team up. Yeah. Um, at first, they don't like each other. Yep. Uh, but then they fight the bad guys and find some time for romance. Perfect. I would watch it. You know, it's not too late. TIG and Stacy are still hanging around. Let's make it. You know, it's as I always say, we're, uh, we have so many good ideas on this show. <laughs> well, I'm going to go to the next one, which is another uh, wacky one. I'm jumping to a uh, American Ninja five. Mm. Um, this is a dud. Uh, now, yeah, yeah, we should sit here. You know, we should tell, oh, I, you know, these aren't just going to be like a, a one-off sequel. This we could jump to the end of a series. Like, yes. so it's not just that there's a, it gets one wacky sequel, like a yeah. swordsman. It might be that it's a beloved series, like American Ninja, but yes. five, five, we're going to five. It's like <laughs> usually when there's a five, like we go, oh. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I remember from this. Go there's ahead. a very evil-looking general. <laughs> right there's a guy who you look at him for about less than five seconds and you go okay that guy's evil evil um he kind of exudes evil and also the kid has a game boy yes wow you have a good memory <laughs> so. uh-huh. Dude, here's and Marita, as you would yeah, say is hanging around he's hanging around it doesn't even seem like american ninja sequel because David no, Bradley, right. he played a guy named davidson in american ninja 4 now he plays Joe Castle with a K. So what's that? I wonder if this was ever meant to really be an American Ninja sequel after all. Maybe it was like something else. And they'd say, yeah, yeah, American Ninja 5. And they just kind of slapped that on. I don't know. Yeah. Well, James Liu is back. You know, he's he was just in Excessive Force 2, Force on Force. Now he's back in American Ninja 5. He's almost saves the movie. He's, he's plays the great villain, uh, Viper. So. But, yeah, I remember you know, like he kind of like shows up everywhere, like wherever yeah. David Bradley goes. Oh, there's Viper. Here comes Viper. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, hmm. I mean, I could try to give the plot. Uh, okay. So Joe Castle is a guy who lives on a boat, and one day his master Tetsu, played by Pat Morita, uh, pawns off his grandnephew named Hiro, played by uh, Lee Reyes. And then they are then Lee or Hero is very annoying. Always like, are you an American ninja? Are you a ninja? <clears throat> and yeah. 
It's very irritating. Now, is Lee Reyes, is he in that in the Reyes family with Erdie yeah. Reyes Sr. and Jr.? And... Yeah, he has to be. You know, I was going to say chemo, is. but <laughs> chemo is not a, he's not chemo Reyes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not yet. So, uh, see, Viper is also connected to the evil Glock. That's the bad guy's name. Remember Glock? Mm, I, as far as the evil, I mean, I'm impressed that, at myself that I can remember the evil general with almost has a nothing role and Viper. You can't expect me to remember Glock, too. Well, he's played by the actor Clement von Frankenstein. Yes. OK, well, there's a name you don't readily forget. Yeah. Why? That's that his real name, name, I believe. Yeah. yeah well, Too late, here we, we all go. wish our last name was von Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Brett von Frankenstein. Hey, that would be cool. Yeah, our name is yeah, all right, but I guess von Frankenstein's cooler. So this is a dud. I mean, you don't really care. It's very irritating to watch because it's like it's just it's just uh, the kid yelling a lot. So like like ah, there's Viper after me. You know, <laughs> it's, it's almost a kids movie, right? So it, it doesn't have a kind of a kids movie feel. Rated, it does. It's a PG thirteen rated movie, so it's a very kiddie friendly, and then. You don't, and there's there's like a lot of flute music. So, so eh, I would if you're really out of movies to watch by David Bradley, I guess I would watch this one, but it's pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I think if you are a completist of the American Ninja series and you've seen the first four, you absolutely have to watch five just to say you have, kind of like us. Then yeah. go for it. But yeah, it's not a movie you should really seek out. Yeah, I agree. And the next movie is a very unwieldy title. So okay. American Shaolin, King of the Kickboxers 2. <laughs> right. Okay, so it's American Shaolin, <coughs> colon. <coughs> colon. King of the Kickboxers 2. No, I think we like this one. Yeah, we did. We gave it three bits. Um, it's also known as Karate Tiger 5. You know, these Karate Tiger movies are ridiculous because it's like, there's like, 10 karate tiger movies well that fits with the theme of today's show yes so you gotta watch out for trevor got it all he's the evil villain <laughs> i love trevor got it all yep, he's an annoying jerk of a ponytail so and his finishing move is to pull down people's pants it's like of, mm. course, of course it is and guess who <laughs> the pants that were pulled down <laughs> drew carson so it's like, so Drew Carson is not happy about that finishing move. So he, that's the plot. So Drew Carson is a kid. He wants to fight Trevor God all. He loses. So he goes to a, a Shaolin temple. And then uh, it's, it, it's kind of an interesting movie. I, I mean, people have really seen this one, right? Well, I, I don't think so. But it is kind of like a fish out of water tale where a white yeah. kid goes to the Shaolin temple and he has to learn their ways. Yes. And, but they might learn a little something from him along the way. Yeah, that's true. And there's a, there's a uh, song. Yeah, there's that great song, which is kind of what I was thinking of, where they all sing, including a bunch of the monks, yeah. There Ain't No Cure for the Shaolin Temple Blues, yes. to the tune of Summertime Blues. <laughs> yeah. And that is definitely a movie highlight. Yes. So it's an interesting movie. I mean, it's more kind of like a martial arts drama. You know, then some, you have to wait. There's not much like fighting in it until only the beginning and the end. So it's kind of interesting. Well, I, but Trevor Goddard is a really good bad guy yes. to have. There's the Shaolin Temple Blues scene. Yep. And um, it has some good 
aspects to it. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is if you look at the cover, yes. where <laughs> I think when we have mentioned this before, where yes. it looks like a kind of a different movie than what you get. Yeah, like, absolutely. There's, there's like there's a very angry kid. looking guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Drew. But they caught him at a moment of, of peak anger. Yeah, like, and then the tagline, um, I don't know if you have that in front of you. I do, yes. What is the tagline? Don't just defeat your opponent. Hurt him. Humble him and humiliate him. <laughs> right. So, so you know, pretty uh, you know serious stuff, especially oh, when you right. put it with the visuals. But then you cut to them jaunting around singing Shallow and Temple Blues. And it's very <laughs> uh, sprightly and upbeat and happy. And very you think, jaunty. wait a minute. Yeah, very jaunty. And you think, wait, this is a lot different from that well, box that's, cover. That's what we thought when we watched Act on that time tunnel, which is the definition of a time tunnel movie. Yeah. It, the, the cover's all faded by like sun, but like it's sun baked, you know. It's like, yeah, but the movie worked. The movie know? worked really fine. I just, but that's what a movie you find at this place called Time Tunnel, which was still around. It's like, this is perfect. So, right. If we didn't happen to find it in Time Tunnel, I don't think it would have been on our radar at all. Exactly. It's like, and the thing of Time Tunnel, all the movies were in alphabetical order, were just completely random. It's like, wait, what? American shall end King of the Kickboxers 2? What is that? Right, right. King of the Kickboxers is its own It's its own entity, really. You know, uh, Billy Blanks and, uh, you know, Lauren Avedon, great movie. Now, is this really a sequel to it or not? No, no. Yeah. Okay, I didn't think so. Because there's no no related characters or anything like that. Right, right. It's made by the same people. It's made by the same people, that's why. Like the same producers. Yeah, yeah. Lucas Lowe, I think he directed uh, those kind of movies. So... Right, yeah, he's been involved in a lot of those sort of martial arts movies. Yeah, so I would recommend this one. I would um, too. I do want to mention one more thing about Time Tunnel. I remember I found Ring of the Musketeers. Yes, how could I forget? It was like a grail. It's like David Hasselhoff and Cheech Marin as musketeers. Only a Time Tunnel. And yeah, uh, online, people have really kind of praised you for that one. Right? Yeah, it's like, what the heck is this? That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> so well, we're gonna go to another one i don't i have a fair amount of these <laughs> but well we're gonna let's go to, start to the next one we're gonna go to cage two also found a time tunnel yeah which you found amazing fine well um, that is the classic story where before we went that day you said would you say how did this go did you say i'm looking for cage two or did, cage two. or did i say to, i'm gonna find cage two yeah I said, the goal was we're all going to find cage two today at time tunnel. And yeah. Then, and then I actually did. Cause I found it in the comedy section. Exactly. So I just thought, I'm just going to look everywhere. everywhere. And there, and yeah. it, it paid off. I can't believe that. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, out of alphabetical order, as you said, yeah. different section. Yep. Just, and, but the fact that we like, it's like when a baseball player like points to like left field and says, I'm going to hit it over there. It's just like, yeah. we just kind of predicted it. I don't know how, but uh, it's, it's amazing fate that's what it really is so so yeah so again i have to ask why is there a sequel to cage was cage such a big hit i mean i don't know i guess guess people love lou frigno and red brown you know that's true well here's the thing it's the same plot as the first movie so and there's a really wacky ending i know i'm kind of quickly going through this one but but i don't say anything about it yeah that's all I'm going to say. It's like, it definitely goes into a different realm, we'll say. <laughs> so, 
check that out if you can. And then also Cage One, you know. Because there were so many of these type of movies, you know. It's a punch fighter. Yeah, there's so many punch fighters, just an endless amount in these, you know, karate fighting, kick fighting, tournament fighting, all this kind of fighting. So with all that and the market being so filled with all these movies, which we're happy about, don't get us wrong. I mean, we're still talking about them today. But why did Cage get the nod to get a Cage 2 or so many of these other ones didn't? It's a great question. I'd love to know. And here's something that really should, why does this have a sequel? I would go right into the segue. Danger Zone 3, Steel Horse War from 1990. It's like, what? Well, that is a good one. So we're, we're, we're done with Cage 2 already? Cage 2, because I don't want to give away too much. It's, just a, it's right. a fun punch fighter and just some wacky elements. I just kind of, I quickly did that one. So Okay. Yeah, well, this is a really good example yeah. of, of this. Of like, what the heck? And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, Danger Zone 1, that was about the. The biker chicks or something, right? No, 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 no. no. It was about a, it's a girl group or aspiring, no, aspiring girl group. I'm sorry, right. who we are did. traveling through the desert and then they get kind of like waylaid by bikers. And I, right, the, the skirts. We did talk the about skirts. Yeah. yeah, we talked a lot about the skirts. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, who wouldn't be? But then, not just Danger Zone Two, but Danger Zone Three yeah. have come down the pike. This is amazing, and this one's definitely kind of interesting because it's like. I don't want to give it away too much, but I'll try to give away the plot or not give away the plot. But here's the plot. Reaper is an evil outlaw biker who's assembling an army of his fellow bikies, as they're called in Australia, and a track around the desert. Uh, there's also a cache of buried gold uh, put there by some Confederate soldiers during the Civil War, and Reaper is out to find it. And then uh, there's a nice biker named Wade. Wade Olson. Who will be victorious in the Steel Horse War? <laughs> well, that's the question on everyone's mind. But see, if you remember, there's this weird wraparound story that's kind of like The Princess Bride. Or, or, or Creepshow. Creep yeah, yeah Creepshow. Because so, there's like a comic book, kind of like Creepshow. Yeah. It's this a comic called Danger Zone. Which a kid is reading. Seems right. like he should be reading Spider-Man, you know, number four or something like that. But he's reading Danger Zone. So. Yes, he is. Well, maybe he's tired of Spider-Man number four. I know. It's like, um, <laughs> it wants Spider-Man number one. I'm saying number four, okay? <laughs> all right, fine. But, I mean, there, is this one the guy has, like, a Hitler t-shirt? Or is that... Uh, I think that was... <laughs> I think that was... What was that movie? Um, Angel, of, Angel of Death? Or, no, Angel of Destruction? What was that I one? It was a biker movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a biker movie. It was. I don't have to look it up. But I'll, well, yeah. that's okay. It's but close it's, because the there's a, very similar. It's close because the the little kid gets to see a white power camp, and it's like there's a white power camp, and it all it just says white power camp on a on a bed sheet. So it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, I mean, <laughs> great comic book for children. Like um, I, this is a, it's not for children, you know, <laughs> and it probably for children, but. I mean, let me double check that movie you're talking about. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. While you do that, I can talk. Because isn't there the female character's named Skin? And, and right, she's like the biker Horse? chick. And Steel Horse? Yeah. Right? <laughs> let me double check. <laughs> well, as uh, everyone calls yes, it. Just, wow, you have a good memory, Skin. Yeah. Well, and then she gets like, kind of like tied up and I guess yes. almost like whipped. It's like, yeah. That's, that's the comic book the kid's reading. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> So yeah, let me just double check it. So uh, you just give me a moment. 
Well, what's the next movie? I can, while you uh, well, look that the up. Next, I could... The next movie is Black Belt 2. Uh, All right. So. so while you look that up, see, okay, so Black Belt 2, inexplicable sequel for a couple reasons. One is, you know, it's Roger Corman. I think he wanted to do what he does, which is like kind of fashion an 80 minute movie out of, you know, spare parts. And there's a Brad Spider, which is a right. very cool name for a character. Awesome name. I want to be Ty Spider so bad. S-P-Y-D-E-R. Yeah, that's how you spell it, too. And played by Blake Bonner. Yeah, and, so, yeah Black Belt 2 Fatal Force from 1993. So, right. So, yeah. So, yeah. so who wouldn't want to rent that? We might have talked about this one before. Um, I remember talking about Brad Spider, who has a, who's an L.A. cop with an attitude problem. He has, he, he's a punch first and ask questions later and then punch him again. <laughs> Wait, do, so, do we get the answer on the Hitler t-shirt or no? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're already, you're already jumping to Brad Spider? I thought we were talking about the Hitler t-shirt. I was checking on Angel of Destruction uh-huh. and I did not, or Angel of Vengeance, I'm sorry, from 1987. So I think it was Angel of Vengeance. This is uh, uh-huh. Michaels, Ted V. Michaels. Oh, uh, that could be. Yeah, I... I'm doing a quick look here. They have uh, Thrill Killer MC, uh, Thrill Killer's MC t-shirts, not Hitler t-shirts. No, 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 that's a different movie, different movie. Okay. So, You're thinking of something else. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't figure it out at the moment, so. All right. Well, it's a biker movie and some guy's a Hitler t-shirt, and I, we joked, where do you get one of those? <laughs> yeah, we <it's> like, uh, <laughs> you didn't get it on Amazon. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't Amazon think you can buy that. And, uh it's funny I was mail order on Soldier of Fortune magazine or something. Yeah, I guess it must have been. Anyway, so now <laughs> fast forwarding back to what we were of uh, Brad Spider. And yeah. so this is another movie with some recycled footage and suddenly yeah. Brad Spider's in like the Philippines or something. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, it, I think it needs a rewatch. Because I think when we were watching it, we, were, we loved Black Belt 1. And because it's Don the Dragon, and then because right, had Don, yeah. yeah, and we thought this is like fine. Who's gonna be a, a Don the Dragon type? But it's just kind of a weird mishmash of a punch movie and like a war <laughs> drama. And, right. and, and by Don, we don't mean the same as Die doing Don. We're talking about <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Don the Dragon never made a TV show, really. No, I should of, have. Well, luckily we had Cobra, you know, Michael Dudikoff. So well, that's true. Yeah, but so, um. Yeah, so yeah, it's a mishmash. It makes no sense. It makes no sense, but I think it might need one more watch. But I think well, I. Well, that's I, fair. I'm going to try to see if I can pre, uh, procure a copy real soon. So we're going to go to another two, which is the base two, Guilty as Charged. And I guess the base one was enough of a hit to warrant this. And, because the um, base one starred uh, Mark DeCoscos. So. And the base two, of course, is Antonio Sabato Jr. That's, that's who you replace him with. <laughs> I mean, if you got to replace him, I guess that's pretty much your only choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Antonio Sabato Jr. in that a ridiculous reality show? It's like My Antonio. <laughs> uh, you remember this? It was like it's kind of like a reality show where he, people date him, and then a mismatch of like also like a telenovela. Do you remember this? They made fun uh, of it on the soup. If I know it at all, it's from that. But it's yeah. see, I'm getting that mixed up with um, was it Leave It to Lamas? Is that what that Leave show it was to called? Lamas, which I've never watched. I mean, I think it's just I don't, I don't. I, as I'm a big fan of Lorenzo Lamas, I'm not going to watch that. You know. <laughs> I mean, you have watched most of his movies and the entire series run of Renegade. I sure did. I mean, now I just have to yeah. watch Air America. You know, I have that. Which you all have. I do want to get to it. 
you have to get there. I'm very swamped of stuff. But also, let's not forget about The Immortal, the other TV show that Lorenzo Lamas was on. Very hard to procure. Uh, the sixth DVD set. It's like hundreds of dollars online. Well, maybe it'll be re-released one day. I hope so. I'll, I'll keep it. They made like a little movie out of it. They like, you know, I did a movie out of the show called The Immortal. But I just, I'm not going to get that. I want to get the show. So. Is that yet another Lorenzo Lamas project that's influenced by Highlander, or is that yes. something else? It's very it's supposed to be very mystical and stuff like that. So because it was on, um, uh, <laughs> you know, on the Channel Nine at two o'clock in the morning, you know, right? Syndicated, and, syndicated in the middle. Yeah, yeah, syndicated. So Lorenzo Lamas loves being syndicated. So. Well, that's where the big bucks are. I can see why. I want to watch Air Mar- I should really get to it because uh, it's based on the movie of Mel Gibson, I think. So. Let's not forget about Pensacola Wings of Gold. That was very popular. That's why Air America came out, too. <laughs> that was popular? I don't even... I remember well, it being popular because people loved their James Brolin and their Pensacola. So it's like... Well, who wouldn't? So I'm going to read the plot of the base, too. Guilty yes, Star. please do. Which, I, from what I remember, is a lot like the base one. But, but. <laughs> There's the same scene <laughs> where Mark DeCoste goes in the first one. He just fights a bunch of army dudes on the base. Yeah, he shows up at the base, and they're like, yeah. who's this guy? And then he has to, like, prove his worth and beat up yeah. a bunch of them. The same scene happens yeah. in base two. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. It's like, who's this jerk? And it's like, <laughs> it's just like a Then he has to show that he can really fight, and he gives them what for. Then they, yeah. you know, grudgingly uh, give him his respect. Exactly. That's basically why he just basically gave the plot away. So I don't think well, it's not it. a plot. That's one scene. So I'll read it uh, quickly. So Army Investigator Lieutenant John Murphy goes undercover in their unit to find out some corruption. Thankfully, he poses as a guy with the awesome name Lieutenant Hawks. <laughs> and then he also gets on his Harley to, uh, you know, detect justice. So he's the ultimate cool guy. <laughs> well, he's very cool. You know, he, he rides his motorcycle and probably has uh, sunglasses. And... Oh, he does, yes. So it's an interesting movie. I think if you love the bass, oh, and who doesn't? <laughs> You'll love the bass too. So, well, I guess that's a rigging endorsement. Um, and then we'll go to a few more. Um, of course, now I lost the page. Here we go. We have uh, Blood Fist Eight. <laughs> so right. And in case anyone thinks we're kidding, there is a Blood Fist Eight. Eight. So um, there's Blood. Let's <laughs> not forget that Blood Fist One and Two were like actual sequels you know one and right two. and the other ones were just other movies and then roger corman said hey slap a blood fist title on it because all of them have alternate titles of what they originally were exactly so after blood fist 2 it's just a completely random you know force the fight die trying human target ground zero and manhunt so <laughs> i guess we'll talk about manhunt um jim trudell don the dragon is a mysterious drifter who wanders into a local biker a biker bar and he's harassed by people. And then Stephen Williams from uh, 21 Jump Street, who plays Captain Doyle. <laughs> so not the captain on 21 Jump Street. Right, different captain. Not Captain Fuller. Right. <laughs> he's always yelling at Johnny Depp. And I love when Johnny Depp's not on the show anymore in, like, season four. He's just like, yeah, where's uh, <laughs> where's Johnny Depp? Oh, he's on assignment. Yeah, sure. Well, that's how we say that. So they say Miami Vice, too, you know. Yeah. Where um, 
Like, uh, where's Crockett? Uh, he has to testify today. It's like, yeah, sure he does. <laughs> yeah, sure he does. I mean, he just doesn't want to be on the show right now. Or, or his career is blowing up and he's doing movies and dead bang and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, John Depp was doing other movies. He's, just, he's doing movies. He wasn't going to do 21 Jump Street anymore. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. So this is a classic Corman, Don the Dragon movie. You know, you're not really missing much here. Um, so... But what's interesting is that the director of Excessive Force 2 directed this, Jonathan Winfrey, not related to Oprah. Oh, oh, are you sure? Well, we don't know. You know, I, I haven't <laughs> done the family tree, actually. You know, I'm wrong. He's related. <laughs> well, if their last name was Winfrey, somewhere, somehow, they're probably related. But uh... <laughs> Oprah as an action star, maybe? Because hmm. she yells a lot. You know, you're getting a car. <laughs> That's true. Okay, there might be something to that. And she, has, she has two machine guns and go, oh! Like, <laughs> you're getting two machine guns, oh! <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we might have to save that for another okay. episode. I'll extend it some more later. So, I don't know. This is kind of a movie on screen. I mean, we enjoyed it enough because we it's like eight Blood Fist. Let's give it a rest. But let's not forget there's Blood Fist 2050, which we I think we talked about in a previous episode. So we, and we really some, didn't like that. Right? No. Now we have just a few more. We have, let's see, one, two, uh, two more. So we're right, going well, to go back to that. So that that last Blood Fist movie is not yeah. the one that takes place in Ireland, and it's also not the no. one with the magical boombox. No. <laughs> Which so I think why bother even watching it? <laughs> I think it's the same movie. I think. Which is called uh, Hard Way Out. So. Um, that's funny. <laughs> so if you're going to watch a quote unquote blood fist movie, and I'm doing air quotes, yeah. watch Hard Way Out because yeah, that's, that's you a know, magical boombox. Or <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be magical, but it's magical to us. Yes, it is. It's like forget the magical boombox from Kazam. This is the real magical boombox. So. <laughs> Have you ever seen Kazam or no? You no, saw, like, I've never seen Kazam. That was after my time. I think I just, yeah, I was like, I don't care about Shaq. You know, it's just like yeah, steel. I did see a little bit of steel. I mean, it it's just stupid. You know, as he's trying to fight, you know, drug dealers. Oh, played by Judd Nelson though. So J- Judd Nelson was good in it. So, but yeah. I'll go to the last two movies, which we're gonna uh, do: Operation Delta Force Five, Random <laughs> Fire. Well, more know. like random sequel because uh, it's just beyond stupid. I think. <laughs> This is like U.S. Seals 2 or uh, how many U.S. Seals movies are there? Well, from my count, there are three U.S. Seals movies. U.S. Seals 1, U.S. Seals 2, and U.S. Seals 3, Dead or Alive. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Dead or Alive. Oh, I got to double check them. I know. U.S. Seals 3, Operation Frogman Stormbringer. (laughs) (laughs) Starts to get a little confusing after a while. Confused. So on this site, it's kind of funny. We have Operation Delta Force 1. Operation Delta Force 4, Deep Fault, and Operation Delta Force 5, Random Fire, from the year 2000. So we're actually so, missing a couple. Missing uh, two and three, right? So well, well, we'll get to those eventually, but I'm not so hot to try and find those, to be honest, because these are not my favorite type of movies. So I'll try to read the plot of this. Here we go. So when Ambassador Clarence Rodman, <laughs> not Dennis Rodman, uh, uh, he is... I, I can't remember. This plot is so stupid. All right, so I don't know. I'll just skip that part. It's so stupid you can't even read it. 
Yeah. It's so dumb, I can't read it. So there's an evil terrorist named Jafari bin Qasim. And guess who has to come after him? The Delta Force. Todd Jensen. Of course. So, and then there's endless firefights and bombings around Kenya. So you, there's no character development. There's nothing going on that of any importance. Um, so Jafari is evil because he has a ponytail, looks like Al Pacino, his name is Jafari bin Qasim. <laughs> he pronounces the words missiles as missiles. Right. Those are the just absolute bare minimum qualifications to be an evil guy. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people who look like other people, like we talked about in the last episode with uh, Christopher Titus and Crash Dive. So mm-hmm. is that Anthony Michael Hall? No, it's a guy named Trey Thomas. Is that Todd Jensen? Oh, wait. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> So now here's the best part. You'll you'll remember this part, Brett. Our favorite character comes along towards the end of the movie. We don't think he has a name, but we could be wrong. He's a guy shooting a machine gun out of a helicopter. Oh, the I definitely of, remember this yeah, guy. The top half of his face is obscured by a helmet visor. He displays no emotion whatsoever, says nothing, and never changes his body position or gun position. <laughs> this, so, this guy is great. Whoever this guy is... <laughs> you just have to see it. It's definitely a movie highlight. <laughs> yeah, we said that. If you see this movie, Lord help you. You'll recognize them based on the description. So, but yeah, he shows up towards the end and says nothing, shows no emotion, does nothing, but he just kind of sits on the edge of like a helicopter and shoots people. It's, it's hilarious. The movie is a dud, but this guy's great. So, he should have spun off into his own movie. Well, maybe Operation Delta Force 6, random guy. <laughs> exactly. As, yes. Um, and this isn't the one where the kid's complaining that the DVDs don't work in his player because they're the wrong region. That's I think it's one of those sniper sequels. I'm not sure which one that one is. Maybe Sniper oh, okay. Reloaded. So. Well, how about that? How many sniper movies are there? There's well, I think there's like five or six. I mean, I didn't even get to those. Which we're not. I'm not even going to get to those today. Which well, no, I know, but just there's a lot of them. Well. Sniper Ultimate Kill does have a great subtitle. Yes, Ultimate Kill. Kind of makes you think it's going to be the last one, but no, it's, not. it's not. And then Chad Michael Collins calls Tom Berenger Master Guns. It's Even though Tom it's his father. It's his yeah. father. You can't call him Dad. It's like, no, Master Guns. It's like, it's like uh. So, one last thing about Random Fire. Now, I have to, well, I think I got rid of this because it's a dud. Uh, it's the description on the Canadian DVD box. So, Three men are left behind by terrorist Osama bin Laden. It's like, wait. <laughs> are, they allowed, are, they, are they allowed to do that? I don't I guess, you know, he was very popular. <laughs> well, are you sure <laughs> they're not talking about Jafari bin Qasim? Or? Yeah, he actually, yeah. He, he, they meant Jafari bin Qasim, but they put Osama bin Laden. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> hmm, interesting. So that's that – was. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was better. This is the funny guy shooting and the funny description on the box. That's about it. That's all you get, you know. <laughs> now, last but not least, well, this is the last one. I just want to talk about the sniper movies for a second. Well, we can just talk about Master Guns for good, you know. Okay, moving on. We're moving on to the final one, which is a classic. It is Delta Force Commando 2 Priority Red 1. <laughs> Another very confusing title. <laughs> it's like, except the force on force on force. <laughs> so it's so it's Delta Force Commando Two. Yes. Priority Red One. Yes. 
And this is an Italian-made movie. Yes, that, directed yeah. by Frank Valenti, or P- Pierre Luigi Sirossi. Is that how you say his name? So I'm, Sure, I mean, that works. Yeah, um, that was my best... Uh, <laughs> my best Italian. That. Is that Italian? <laughs> yeah. And it has Van Johnson. Yes, Richard Hatch, not the guy from Survivor, the other Richard Hatch. Van Johnson and, of course, Fred Williamson. So it's a sequel. No one knows why it's a sequel, but it did come out. And, um, you know, on live entertainment VHS. So Right. So, you know, a pretty big size label for the time. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really weird. This one's this one's nonsensical. That's why I end on nonsense. I start on nonsensical and on nonsensical. Well, that works for me. I think that's why I remember liking this one so much, because it's nonsensical. It's hard to explain. It's just like a bunch of random like people like talking into the camera a lot. Oh, I don't remember that. But, uh. And then there's some shooting and there's some interesting, well, some cool gore. People, you know, get shot and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stock footage. Elderly, elderly Van Johnson in a fighter jet and Fred Williamson talking about a poop sheet. <laughs> right, right. And let's not forget about our favorite operation. Can you remember the operation name? Leonard? Yes! Operation Leonard. Well, if there's one thing that'll strike fear into the hearts of the enemy, uh, it would oh, have no. to be Operation Leonard. Oh, no. This is Operation Leonard? We gotta get out of here. Let's get out of here. And they're just running away. <laughs> they're enacting Leonard. Enacting Leonard. Yeah. Watch out! <laughs> See, I think that's one of those sort of like scheme play type of things where it's yeah. like, like a mistranslation from the original Italian, you know. And it's just the movie is just so odd to watch because Fred Williamson he looks bored and all he has weird dubbing in it and there's a weird character named Coleman. Do you remember this? He sounds like uh, William Shatner. No, don't remember that at all. So <laughs> this is definitely worth finding because this is just a crazy little movie. It's like is this it's around? Like, like can people find this anywhere? What's funny was I found it at the at Time Tunnel. But mm-hmm. it was briefly at the uh, Goodwill in Milford, and our buddy from the archive, Brian, he got a copy. Oh, well, that's good for him. Yeah, and I, next time I see him, I'm going to mention it. So I could try to do the plot of this. Uh, well, are we kind of past that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, never mind. Unless you really want to. But no, I think no, we've. Do, like, I mean, come on, a poop sheet, Operation Leonard, what more yeah. do we need here? <laughs> and, and there's one more thing. Van Johnson does his look in the camera moment. He says, I learned about it on a flight. <laughs> Why are you yelling? <laughs> so this you gotta watch this one. So hopefully people can check that out real soon. Ending on a high note. Oh, absolutely. So I guess that's the end of the list. We just, we didn't talk about the sniper sequels because you know they're all kind of the same. You know, one and shot. You want to sneak that in. Yeah, I mean, there's original Sniper, then there's a bunch of kind of faceless, nameless sequels that don't really need to exist, in my personal opinion. Well, um, Thomas Berenger's hanging around a few of them, but then, but then, see, Chad Michael Collins was hanging around, and then they got Berenger and Billy Zane back. So, right, because there, there were some that had Berenger but not Zane, some that yeah. had Zane but not Berenger. Exactly. Um, and I think Ultimate Kill brought them back together. They're just sitting, like, in a control room now. Like, they should be shooting people. They're not that old. It shouldn't be Chad Michael Collins shooting people. It should be Billy Zane and Tom Berenger back. Like so, it's Chad Michael Collins. It's not Chad Michael Murray. Right? Yeah, that's different. Different guy. So I think. And I think, as I said in one of the reviews, even though we've seen several of these sniper movies with Chad Michael Collins, I still have no idea what he looks like. Yeah, I don't know. 
you know, he has he's, a lot. Just, he's, he's just like a generic person. It's like yeah. he's just like <laughs> has no distinguishing characteristics. It's just like almost like a blank face. It's just yeah, he's like a Matthew Reese type of guy. There's like who? Like he's just like you're like nothing. You have no screen presence really or personality. Or like That's a important. Patrick Wilson. Well, Patrick Wilson is a perfect example. Ooh, but at least I know what Patrick Wilson looks like. I, I honestly couldn't pick out Chad Michael Collins from a, you know, from a, you know, police lineup. <laughs> Could you feel who's who's Patrick Wilson and then who's the guy uh, from the firm TV show? Remember him? Um, mm. Another kind of faceless. Kind Thank of you movie. for assuming I remember the firm TV show. I, <laughs> or, I, I don't remember there was a firm TV show. Josh Lucas. So can you, can oh, yeah, no, I know. Josh no, Lucas. Josh Lucas and Patrick Wilson are very, very similar. And um, see, see, people say Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. That's they look. They're distinctive-looking people. But Josh Lucas and Patrick Wilson are like the same person. Right. Yeah. I think as we said, yes, they're you know Bill Paxton, and Bill Pullman. Their names are somewhat similar, but they're you know acting and you know facial you know recognition are very different. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so are we talking about Patrick Wilson and uh, Josh Lucas? Yeah, right. they probably went out for a lot of the same roles. Yeah, I would think because <laughs> both on kind of the same level as actors too. Yeah, they're just okay enough. I mean, I, they're serviceable, as they say. So I wonder but, if we can think of other examples of this, or our, our listeners could. You know, actors yeah. that are like really similar to each other. I would love to know. And people, hey, that's a good segue into saying uh, where we can find us because okay. it's the end of the list. So we'll start with uh, Ty Comeuppance on Twitter, and we have the site itself, comeuppancereviews.net. And then, of course, uh, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. That's how you can find me. I basically live on there. So uh, what are the other ones? Oh, we're on Facebook under the website name and your e- and the email. CRpodcast at yahoo.com. So I guess and the final thoughts, I guess, would be definitely watch Gladiator Cop, uh, The Swordsman 2, and Delta Force to Priority Red One. <laughs> I'm impressed you did that without stumbling because those are tricky things to say. <laughs> they are. They're definitely tongue twisters. Um, uh, but yeah, so if you want the cheat sheet for this episode, just you mean the poop if you're sheet? interested in any of these wacky sequels, those would be the two to go with, at least at first, and then maybe a handful of the other ones, but certainly those two. Well, you said cheat sheet, but you meant poop sheet, right? Ah, <laughs> all right, on that note, that's the end of the episode, and um, we will. Oh, wait, well, let's thank the Warriors. Let's thank the Warriors. Oh, yeah, thank the uh, come up as Warriors. Like Strider. So, yes, and, and all the rest. Yeah, yeah Dave, yep. Yeah. And uh, so thanks for listening, and yeah. um, goodbye. Goodbye.
think we've, I I mean, come on, a poop sheet, Operation Leonard, what more do we need here? (laughs) And and there's one 